Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Bold Men Podcast. Sitting around the table today, I've got Larry Heiler. Hey, John. We've got Joe Graves. Hello there. And it's me. This is the second real episode of the Bold Men Podcast. How about that? Awesome. Well, I'm honored I mean, to be awesome. here. Awesome. Yeah, That's pretty me too. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, be sure, if you're listening, make sure you go on and subscribe uh, to this podcast in your favorite podcast uh, device. Um uh, uh, th- this whole podcast is based around the idea that the world, the culture that we live in, guys, teaches us and tells us that men are kind of worthless. I mean, yeah. the picture is often, you know, you're dim-witted, you're sex-driven. Um, I, uh, often, as we'll talk about today, um, you, you're seen as sissies, or you should be sissies. Uh, and, and we're saying, no, that's not biblical manhood. And so our purpose our goal is to paint a picture of what biblical manhood looks like and we've been doing that and and really for us we've started in first corinthians chapter 16 uh, verse 13 it says be on alert or be watchful in some translations mm-hmm. stand firm in the faith act like men be strong and that all you do be done in love and so we're breaking down those two verses and we're taking each section. If you haven't listened to the previous podcast, it was talking about uh, that, that first phrase, be on alert uh, or be watchful. Uh, we talked about how you know men need to be people uh, with vision, with, uh, with a picture of what uh, they want to happen in this world. We, we're not, we don't just uh, uh, take life uh, in neutral, right? Uh, we look ahead. Uh, today, we talk about the second phase of that, which is stand firm in the faith. Um, when we say that guys, what, what jumps out to you? I think, uh, John, uh, stand firm in the faith. You know, we're talking about this maybe majority minority thing. It's knowing who you are in every circumstance, not waiting for that circumstance to arrive to determine who you are. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't determined who you are before that circumstance arises, most men are going to cave. But it's because of the pressure of society. So you have to know beforehand who you are in Christ and you, and you stand firm in that. It doesn't matter if the conversation comes up at the dinner table, if it comes up in the marketplace, if it comes up at work, you you're prepared in season, out of season for what your response is going to be. And I think that's in scripture also. Um, so I don't think we should determine that at the time of the conversation or of the circumstance, but that needs to be determined in our hearts. Every morning we got to bet who we are in Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Joe, let me ask for your two cents here. When we talk about stand firm, the idea that we're, that we're pushing is often a biblical manhood throughout the Bible. It teaches that men often take a minority stance on issues Right? right, that's kind of what the stand firm is. Uh, throughout Scripture, when we see men standing firm, it's often a minority position against the majority position, or I'm sorry, stance. And so, uh, help me understand that a little bit better. So, you often see, let's take David for example. He was a man. Well, as a boy, he basically a teenager. He was uh, anointed to be king by Samuel, and David. He, instead of going on and taking the kingdom, which he could have, by all rights, taken it from Saul at that point, but he didn't. He took a minority uh, stance, right? Took a minority stance and uh, waited 
until the anointed of the Lord was out of the way by the Lord's hand. Uh, it took how many years? Close uh, to 40 yeah. years for him to time, actually yeah. take the kingdom that was promised to him. And, uh, you know, uh, many times David had the ability to kill Saul, but he said, no, this is the Lord's anointed. That's not my place to take that. Mm-hmm. He took this minority stance that, you know what, God is going to do it in his time. Yeah. And I think we have to decide ahead of time when, when we're looking at how are we going to conduct ourselves as a man, we have to decide ahead of time, this is, I'm not going to cross this line. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to go there because I love the Lord. Yeah. And I, go ahead. Well, well I, I think you're, you're, you're right on. Let's define a little bit because we're kind of fumbling over two different phrases. And so I, I want to define that and make that very clear to our listener what we're not saying. Uh, right. So, so I've said, I've used a word here a couple of times that I probably shouldn't have, cause I don't want to give the wrong impression. When I say majority position, let's talk about what we're not saying. Right. It's actually better def- defined as a minority stance. Correct. We're not talking about minority position. What would a not minority position be, Joe? So if you're, if you're looking at a minority position, a lot of people might interpret that as taking a, uh, docile or a, uh, backseat position, a passivity position mm-hmm. in your marriage, in your family, in your in your ministry, whatever it is that you would be taking a backseat mm-hmm. and a non-engaging yeah. minority yeah. position, yeah. which I think that's probably not what we're, well, we're definitely not talking about it. We're talking about this minority stance, which uh, as opposed is you're actually standing firm. You're standing up and taking a, a stand for something you believe in, which everyone around you is probably going to be thinking you're crazy. And this is going to become more and more of an issue for the Christian man as our world becomes more and more of a progressive uh, uh, post-Christian world. So let's talk for a second. Let's kind of define a little further and kind of point out the majority position of what it means to be, uh, or the majority stance of what it means to be a man. If you look at any men's magazine, I don't know. Do y'all <laughs> look at men's magazine? I don't either. Not in a lot um, of years. It's nope, been a long time. Be- because one of the reasons, I'm pretty sure it's safe to say, the same reason I don't is the same reason you all don't. What are those magazines concerned with? They're concerned with how flat are your abs, and they're concerned with are you using the right facial cream and product. Or is your scent right this yeah, season? Or, oh. Yeah, your scent for the season. <laughs> and it's talking about how to conquer, and you know, the, the, the more people you're engaged with sexually, the better it is. That's and right. You that's see like that, the, get more ladies right, yeah, in get, bed. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. All, just, that's the majority stance of this world. Well, it's how manhood's been defined nowadays. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's kind of that whole, this is how much can you get? Yeah. In and, this and it, amount of time. And it says a true man does X, Y, and Z, and that's what real man- manhood is in, in our culture. It says, well, real men uh, use beard balm, and uh, they have the scent of the hey, month, hey, hey, and they, hey. you know, which is fine. <laughs> Here's the problem. Joe, I know for a fact you've got a great beard. Uh, actually, he does. The best beard in, in the circle. Um, uh, <laughs> but you are not very concerned with your beard. That's no, it not just, the majority. It just of happens. You. It just happens, right? <laughs> when our focus as men becomes what we look like, and you know this whole uh, 
push in, in manhood today in our culture is for all men to look alike and smell alike and act alike, and it's not holy, right? Right? We're saying a biblical man takes a minority stance on these positions and says, no, look, I don't care about my beard or my cool mustache. <laughs> I care about being the man, a man of the Lord. Right. Or if, if if nothing else, you're saying that that's taking a back seat to who I am in the Lord. Yeah. That yeah, sure, I might run a, a comb through my hair in the morning and I might sure. take a shower, but it's that's not the big deal. Yeah. The big deal is where am I at with the Lord? Yeah. Yeah. And where am I with my spouse and my yep. children? That's, that's right. right. That that's needs right. to be our all focus. of it flows yeah. out of that same that's right. that's place right. in your heart. Uh, uh, within a world where men are being told, you know, you gotta you gotta all be alike, but biblical men aren't afraid to take that minority stance on things. And David was a good example. Yeah. You, 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 I got you ahead of pointed that. out earlier. No, that's, that's great. You know, really when you look at Scripture, we see that every prophet of God mm-hmm. took a minority stance. Yeah, you had uh, Jeremiah, right? Didn't he lay naked for a season? A, a year, yeah, 360 years. days. And then... Which isn't prescriptive, right? No, no. it's not. <laughs> we shouldn't all do that. Uh, ate bread cooked under a cow poop. I mean, yeah. And again, we're, we're not saying biblical men take minority stances that are just odd, but they, they're countercultural. Uh, to be a biblical man is to be countercultural in many ways today uh, because mi- biblical man stand for principles and values that aren't looked at favorably in our world today. So every prophet of God, the, the purpose of a prophet in the Old Testament, Larry, what, what, what was their job, their task? Well, they were actually God's mouthpiece yeah. to the nation of Israel. And was it a good mouthpiece? Like, hey, it, I want it, you to it, have a better life, and it, I want you to— It never, wa- it never was. Uh, and what king was it, forgive me, that said, we don't want to ask uh, Elijah because he never has anything good to say? Ahab. Ahab, Ahab. Yeah. yeah, Ahab. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they, uh, they spoke truth. Yeah. And it hurt. Yeah. And especially in the northern kingdom with Israel, I mean, all the, you know, we all know Israel was just an absolute mess after the division. Yeah. And uh, all the prophets, every one of them were uh, shunned. Jeremiah, I guess, probably one of the worst. He's called yeah. the weeping prophet. Yeah. He was lowered yeah. down into a pit of mud and left there when one of the, uh, the uh, I, think, I think one of the yeah. priests uh, yeah. rescued him out of there. But yeah, th- they were to speak God's truth. You know, one of my favorite passages from Jeremiah, I think it's Jeremiah it's either Jeremiah 20 verse nine or Jeremiah 29 verse 20, maybe. I don't know which one, but he says, he said, God, I'm, I'm done being your mouthpiece. I'm tired of it. It's brought me nothing it's but no, despair and it's agony, no fun. right? <laughs> Doom and gloom, despair, agony. My friends hate me. My family hates me. Nobody talks to me because I'm saying things that aren't popular. But then he says, uh, but if I say in my heart, I won't speak anymore in your word. I won't speak your word anymore then your word becomes a fire in my heart that I can't contain. That's right. That's wow. a picture of a biblical that's man. A, that's a good scripture. He says, look, right. I, I don't want to preach this. I don't want to, look, I don't want to tell people they're wrong. That's sometimes the, the, the hardest thing for us to do is to say, mm-hmm. hey, look, I love you, dude, and that's wrong. You, you can't be chasing women like that. But it's necessary, isn't it? The prophets were given a very hard task to speak against the culture, to point people to God, and they were met with nothing but ridicule. But they were men, because men often take a minority stance. And we have to count the cost. There is a, a severe price that these prophets paid. Yeah. And you you got to be willing to accept the fact that 
if you take a minority stance, you're going to pay a price socially, mm-hmm. maybe monetarily, yeah. physically even. Yeah. In some even instances. in your family circles sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, you're, you could be yeah. completely shunned by yeah. a group of people because they have misconceptions about what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. You know, but count the cost. There is a cost for taking a stand. Yeah, yeah. Today. And one of the things that we want to get across today in this, as we take a minority stance on situations, is one of the things we've got to learn to be okay with is we've got to be okay with the fact that sometimes people are going to be upset with us. Sometimes you're going, it's never our intention to hurt feelings. That should never be our intention. But Mm -hmm. sometimes by being God's man, we're going to hurt feelings. We're going to upset someone. So we've got to learn to be okay when people aren't okay with us. And that's tough, isn't it? You know, attitude is everything in that case. You know, yeah. If you are hurting people's feelings, but like, you know, whatever, dude, that's your own problem. You know, that, that's, that's probably that's the wrong issue. posture, right? That's the wrong posture. All to that take, you do must be done in love. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. So, but if you're person. taking this position, say, look, I'm telling you this because I love you. Mm-hmm. I care about your eternal destination, yeah. not this momentary issue. I have to tell you the truth. Yeah, it's burning within me when yeah. I see that. Yeah, and and this is hard. This is a hard task. I mean, uh, boys look for the majority approval. They look mm-hmm. for the ease of majority majority approval. But but we're not called to be boys, are we? We're no. called to be men. That's right. And sometimes that means we've got to we've got to stand in opposition. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and the posture of how we do that is important. Yeah. Again, we look. I think last podcast we talked about Daniel. And we talked about how Daniel stood in opposition, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe it wasn't maybe it wasn't here. Anyway, Daniel stood in opposition uh, when he's taken off to exile, and he's told, "Hey, look, when the bell rings or whatever it was, the horn blows, you've got to worship this idol." Yep. What was Daniel's posture? He wasn't disrespectful. He wasn't no. Rude. I, I believe you're talking about when the king's edict came down. Yeah. Yeah. Did not pray to anybody but the king. That's right. right. Yeah. 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 And so he his position was. I'm just going to go off and pray anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to stop me from worshiping God. And it was very unpopular. He, But he did it in such a way that it was still visible. Yeah, it, it was visible, but it wasn't combative, was it? It was not combative. No, and it, it was, was and it wasn't, yeah, it was humbled. It was his own, what he had been doing his entire life. Yeah. He didn't say, okay, guys, I'm heading to the house to pray. Yeah. He just went back for his his whatever it was three times a day yeah. his prayer to you know to the east and and he and, didn't deny it either no, when when they no. came and got him he was like yeah yep, yeah i'm not going to pray yep. to you yeah. I, i'm going to do what god calls me to do yep. yeah which the king was sore about you know he was pretty upset about having to throw daniel into a lion's den because of this yep. disobedience yeah and yet he had to do it it was the rule which of the majority position yeah it was a majority position that yep. you're going to go pray to the king. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. But the minority stance was, sorry, guys. Yeah, it's all about God. Am I here yep. to please man or please God? That's, that's right. Right, uh, guys. Let's talk real practical for a second. Can y'all think of a time when you had to take a mi- a, a minority stance, a minority stance on a on a subject that you could share with us? I I know a couple of times when I was uh, <clears throat> back in my working days. Uh, I remember distinctively about it a couple times one i was called to testify in a lawsuit mm-hmm. for my company and they uh the lawyers sit you down in a little room and they 
they get your testimony straight and drill you before they put you out in trial. Mm-hmm. And so I, they went and they questioned me about the whole circumstance. And it was a big job. It was a big deal. It was a lot of money. And they went out they left and they said, well, hold on. They went out and told the owner, said, we can't use him. <laughs> we can't use his testimony because I was truthful. Yeah. And that's uh, another, a different day uh, when I was in leadership and uh, I was a job superintendent on s- several big jobs. And we had a six-inch uh, water main that we put in for a small community, and it had to be pressure tested. And it kept failing the test. And they were, they were billing us, uh, what they call it, uh, liquidated damages every day until this got done. And a six-inch water line on 120 pounds of pressure is a lot of water. And uh, so we have this big company meeting, and, you know, they devised this scheme to uh, fix it. And it was illegal as heck. And I told them, I said, they go, we want you to do this. We're going to go down early. You're going to get the back. I said, I'm not going to do that. Hmm. And, I mean, Brian, the owner, he just screamed red, cussing mad, said, what, you know, just, what are you, then what are you going to do? I said, we're going to fix it. We're going to do it right. <laughs> and and he and we did. So so the majority. Oh, all all the been, all the salesmen. Uh, just, yeah, just just, just cover it over. Yeah, cover it up. Somebody else to do with it some other time. And it's going to integrity said. No, I can't do that. I can't do that. And just let me do it. And I'll do it right. Uh huh. And they they afforded me that, and we were we got it fixed in a couple of days. So yeah, that was a couple That's times. Good. So Joe, you got one I, for us. I think uh, a lot of my job and what I do is. Uh, you can take shortcuts and do the job quickly, but incorrectly. Mm-hmm. And the customer pays for it down the road. And so when I, I always try to do my job in a way that I would want things done to me mm-hmm. if I bought a vehicle and, and repairs being made. If you didn't know, I work at Toyota and I work in paint repair. <clears throat> but I, I, um, every day I'm told, well, you can do this. But I say, no, I, I'm not interested in doing that because it, long-term, it's not a good repair. Mm. It's, you know, and so that's a minority, but that's yeah. integrity, too. We need yeah. to talk about that word yeah. a little bit. There's this integrity that I think is missing in men today mm-hmm. because they don't take that minority stance yeah. to, uh, to do what's right when nobody else is looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. You know, for me, one of the... I mean, this is going to sound really silly. I mean, I'm not dealing with a multi-million dollar job or or someone's property, uh, but it's just a silly little thing uh, that that often I've had to speak up when I'm out with friends, for example, and we're going to go grab a bite to eat for lunch, and maybe I'm riding with them, and this happened more more than once. And there are a few places that I have made a commitment to my wife that I wouldn't eat, right, out of respect for her. And so, and this is going to sound you might say, well, this is silly, but it's kind of a big deal if you think about. It. The implications of it. One of those is Hardee's. A couple of years ago, Hardee's started really selling skin. You know, well they did, yeah. And and so at that point, Carl's yeah. Junior especially, which yeah. is the other half of Hardee's. Yeah. yeah. So so uh, so we said, you know, we're not personally, we're not good with objectifying women. It's dangerous. The majority of culture objectifies women. I don't want to objectify women. I'm not going to promote a business that just uh, that. Does that to women because I don't want my daughters to be objectified, right? Absolutely. Right. And so, Absolutely. So I don't eat at Hardee's. I don't eat at places like Hooters. And <laughs> time and time again, I've been out with guys, right? Christian and non-Christian. 
And they'll say, hey, well, let's go over to Hardy's and get a burger. Let's go over and get some wings at Hooters. And I've had to say, guys, I'm not doing that. What do you mean you're not doing it? So I'm not going. I'm not going there. Out of respect for my wife, I'm not doing that. Out of respect for my daughters, I can't do that. And and, and more, to, I'm telling you, the looks I've gotten, the conversations that's spawned out of it, yep. you'd think I'm a weirdo. Yep. You know, like, yep. John, you're you're dying on a you know you're dying on a hill that shouldn't die on. The problem is what you said, integrity. Mm-hmm. If I jeopardize, and I said, well, my wife won't know. Because often she would probably never know I went to Hooters and got wings. They've got great wings, but it's not worth my marriage. That's and right. it's not worth being dishonest with my wife. That's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I've had to take that minority stance a few times on silly things like that because integrity matters. Well, they're and not silly, willing, John. That well, Those aren't silly. Yeah, you're right. It's not silly, but it's small. And it's those things that we would often say. But if you, well, if you took a... The majority stance on that, and you actually went to Hooters several times. The next time when they say, "Hey, let's go get some drinks at the strip club," you, you might be more apt to graduate into that if you weren't taking the minority stance. Yeah, on and and I but, think, but it comes to integrity as well. Yeah, and if I, I'm willing to jeopardize that integrity, the 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 out of respect for my wife, I'm not going to places like like that. Right. Of course, I'm not going to a strip club, but I'm not going to Hooters even. It's not a strip club. But it's objectifying women. It's, I'm not gonna do it. Does. If yeah. I'm willing to take the minor, my majority stance often and say, well, she'll never find out. Right. It's just swings. You're not doing anything wrong. And if I listen to that voice, I'm compromising a That's trust. Right. And that trust can be compromised and, and it has significant impacts. And you've sinned in a multiple amount of ways. I mean, oh, yeah. that there is there's a sin against your wife that she may never know. That's a terrible sin. Yeah. And that's one of them. And I think what one of us alluded to earlier was that you didn't make that decision while you're driving in the truck. You had predetermined in your heart. Yeah. I, you know, when this arises, this is my stance. And I said this earlier, guys, you can't wait for that decision to come hit you in the face and then try to make a decision. You've got to know stepping out the door who you are. Yeah. That's why. And that's decided in your relationship with Christ. That's right. That that time, whether it be in the morning or the evening, the time you spend with Jesus personally, in the Word, through prayer, just that building that relationship with Christ, that's when those moments are decided. You know, there's a lie that says, well, if she doesn't find out, what she doesn't know won't hurt her. And that is a, that is lie, a lie straight from the mouth of Satan. Well, you know why, right? Because you're one flesh yeah, with your right. wife. Yeah. You know, so you're, it's like you're trying to lie to your own flesh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't look at it in that perspective. A lot of people say, well, well, she'll, she would never go. Just go eat lunch. I mean, it's easy, it's convenient, it's quick. She'll never know. And they're right. She might not ever know. But that's still going to damage my family because there's sin now in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't know about it, there can be sin in the relationship and it impact and have significant impacts. And so, and so often... Uh, as and small of a thing as that yeah, might seem, it's an important thing. And it, you know, we have we have to understand how Satan works and how our flesh works. It's like an erosion. Yeah. You know, a little dribble of water down and away here and there, and then all of a sudden you've got a gully. And like Joe said, you're in the strip club having drinks. Yeah. Now I know that was not what we're going to, but that's how he wrote. That's how. Yeah. He doesn't come at you with horns and. You know, and yep. just glaring, it comes at you as the angel of light, just little tiny pieces at a time, chipping away at your armor until, you know, you really don't know who you yeah. are. 
because it starts with saying, well, it's a sin of omission of sorts, not not confessing it, right? right. So I, I build up that immunity of sorts. And then, well, what's a little lie a ca- here? A callousness, maybe? Right. Is that yeah. what Sammy said yeah. today? Yeah. And, and so it builds up, and it starts off, and it's just a little, you know, one that I'm just not going to tell her, and she won't know, no, no harm, no foul. But then I become conf- comfortable with that. And then, well, I'll just tell a little lie, and it'll get me out of trouble, and it'll keep us from fighting and all that. And it builds, and it erodes, and it erodes hard. You know, I've said multiple times, and I've taken heat for this one, I will never have an affair with my wife. And I've taken a lot of heat over that. But I stand by it. You've made the decision ahead of time that you're not going to go there. Listen, when we live the way we're called to live, and if every morning I wake up and I say, Lord, help me today, honor my wife and my actions, my, 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 my physical actions, my mind, my thoughts, my words, Lord, help me to be the man you've called me to be. Honor my wife, be a good, faithful father to my children. If I start every day like that, guess what? I'm not having an affair because the yeah. affair doesn't just happen. Affair is something that erodes, yeah, and it starts with it a start, flirt, yeah, and a wink, and a you know, yeah. mm, a, yeah. you know, a nudge, and it and it builds and builds and builds. But if I start every day saying I won't do that, I won't be there, then I can put, I, I can say in confidence, I'm not going to have an affair. And you got the God of the universe on your side That's because right. he's all for that. That's right. He's a family man. Often people say, well, well, I don't know how it happened. It just happened. Well. <laughs> Let me tell you how it happened. I, I can tell you how that. You want me to tell you? Yeah, That's right. Yeah, I can tell you how it happened. That's right. You weren't living each day the way you should, and things became easy. Lives became easy. You compromise integrity once, and once you compromise it once, it becomes easier and easier and easier. Yes. I, I think it's important, too, to realize that if we're depending on our own strength to maintain that integrity, mm-hmm. you're probably going to have trouble yeah. some, somewhere down the road. I think it's really important to have a good, strong Christian brother mm-hmm. that you can talk to about yeah. these things. Because whether you realize it or not, if you're multiplying small sins in your life secretly, that starts to spill out in your language. Yeah. And so a strong Christian brother, we've heard them called accountability partners and, mm-hmm. or you know prayer partners, things like that. But they might hear some of those cues mm-hmm. when they're talking with you. And be able to say, you know, I'm hearing this from you, and we need to talk about this. What's going on? And you know, it's interesting that it came up because our next podcast we're going to be talking about men. Men live in community. Uh, oh, okay. In, in, in First Corinthians 16, there it says, uh, "Act like men," mm-hmm. and, and and the word there is plural. It's not. Correct. It's not act like man. a man. Yeah. It's act like men. And so men uh, work together. They they. They operate together. They have community with the good. And so we're going to talk a lot about that next podcast. Yeah. And so listen up uh, for but that. I think that plays into some oh, of that absolutely. Yeah. keeping the integrity yeah. and, and making that stance. You might need help. Yeah, that's right. You might need help. We, we, we need help mm-hmm. in this life. No mic to it, is there? That's right, right Joe. Yeah. Uh, guys, uh, looking at let's let's get real practical for a minute. On Where might we see a minority stance need to be taken today. Like we've been talking a lot about platitudes today, you know, you know, we we'll just live for God, yada, yada, yada. But what, what are some things that are kind of in our face where we have to take a minority stance? For example, and I've kind of alluded to this is, is when it comes to faithfulness to your spouse, you know, a lot of, you know, the, 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 the majority opinion today when it comes to sex and sexuality, for example, is, well, it's just sex, right? It's just, it's just sexuality. Yeah, it doesn't it's matter just, where it comes you know, from. It's, yeah. 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 Or, Twisted. well, I'm not having an affair. I'm just looking at porn, <laughs> right? 
that that's the majority stance. Mm-hmm. And so the, the you know the minority stance on and for example with our marriages is is we're going to honor our wives regardless, right? We're not going to look at porn. We're not going to objectify women. We're going to be actively fighting against that. Now here's the thing, guys, and you all know me well enough to know <laughs> the only thing good in me is God, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're all capable. And so I don't want people to misunderstand me. I'm capable of having an affair on my wife. But with Christ, I'm not. You know what I mean? Because God in the universe is on my side. So that's a minority stance that we have to take sometimes. Um, one other minority stances might we might we see in our culture today? Where well, if the, you're on Facebook, mm-hmm. you're going to see a lot of people talking a majority stance that just doesn't pan out in a spiritual life. You don't have to walk too far. That's one of the reasons why I turned Facebook mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. And got out of that was because that's a minority stance. That is a minority stance, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> turning that completely, deleting it, and because it can consume you. Mm-hmm. Arguments and and the I don't know. It, it, it's just not good. Yeah. And so, and maybe other people were fine handling that, but I found that it produced more time for me to focus on Christ yeah. and and the important things in my life. And if I if I only get to see you on Facebook. You're not a friend. Guess what? <laughs> You're not my friend. Yeah, yeah. And I don't feel like arguing with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. You know, that's good. There. What might you say is a minority stance that needs to be taken today? Um, and Joe, I agree with you on the Facebook thing. I and I, I know a couple people that, a couple of dear friends that have taken it the opposite, and they can do that. I'm on. I'm. I kind of side with you. I'm not going to get into the. But they take it and they use and they talk biblical sense and they they don't hate they don't uh, discuss they mm-hmm. just speak truth and I think there's a time for that. But I'll side with you on that. I don't. I agree with you. I just I can't do it. it it's well, just, most people already know what the truth is anyway, and, and they're in they're in opposition to the truth. Well, they're they're trying to get appeased to their mm-hmm, correct. And and where I'm going with is the abortion side of things. Mm-hmm. And, oh, you can go anywhere with this. Yeah, and I, I, I just, I, I am such, you know, when I, when I was a young man, I had, I got a girl pregnant, and I wanted her to get an abortion, and I am so grateful that she didn't. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I pleaded with her. This is before Christ, obviously. This is when I was a young, dumb fool, and uh, believe me, worse than now, but. I am. I have never been so grateful for anything in my life mm-hmm. that she did not put that child's life out. Mm-hmm. And I have become such. I worked at a first care center for twelve years in West Palm Beach, as not a counselor, but as a guard and a secretary. The women did all the counseling, and I did to check in work and acted as a guard at night mm-hmm. and stuff. And it was the most rewarding thing I ever did in my life. And our God is a God of life. Mm-hmm. I judge every person I know on their stance on abortion. And I do that, especially politically. If you're not for life, you're you're somewhere underneath your your uh, your foundation is off. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's children, older people, uh, yeah. the, the physical disabled, whatever. But you know, abortion today, you you read and hear some of the things that are said yeah. and applauded, and you know, I mean, I the other day I heard uh, they. Were, there was a re- awards program. It was a Facebook post. It was an awards uh, ceremony. And the girl from Fleetwood Mac. Um, 
Stevie Nicks. Stevie, Stevie Nicks yeah. said if there wouldn't have been abortion, oh, yeah. there wouldn't have been Fleetwood Mac, and they all just stood and just yeah. clapped and screamed and yelled how cool that was. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I thought, where, where, what have we become? Yeah, as a people. And, and so we, what you're what you're saying right now, Larry, is a minority stance. Yes. Or, and, and we promote that as a country, yeah. and we want to the be called. The vast majority you know, of Americans think that abortion yeah, needs it, to be legal your, and accessible. And where does that leave the baby? But, yeah. you know, and then on the other hand, but wear a mask. Yeah. Yeah. But kill, kill, kill the baby, but, mm-hmm. but protect, wear the mask. You know, we, and the, 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 the ludicrous nature of this abortion thing, if you kill a woman who's pregnant in a car crash, They'll charge you for two murders. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's actually... Go figure! So, so it, you've, it's you've, beyond me. You've both uh, uh, left Facebook. I'm still engaged in Facebook, but I think part of that is... I, I feel like I'm You're convicted stubborn. that I need to, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, like that, that no, is you, a, you do. A, I agree with you. An avenue of, of, of voice. I, I think it's not for everyone. I, I don't think it's for everyone, but, but some people need to stay on there and, and remind that there's another way. Uh, and I'm very convicted of this because i've got young kids that are growing up into a world and so here here's what happened just in the past 48 hours i've been uh engaged in a conversation and it's been it's been a fairly nice conversation uh, on on facebook about uh i took a minority stance kentucky state legislator has a bill before him right now uh of talking about uh basically giving doctors the, the 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 freedom of conscience when when they work so they can not do things like hormone therapy, puberty blockers, and abortions and stuff like that. They could say, "Look, this is against my conscience. I can't do it." Uh, and of course, there was a there's a huge outcry against that that bill and here in Kentucky uh, because it's being said, "Well, that's going to be weaponized and be used against people of you know, people of color, transgender people, and all this stuff." Um, it's going to be a weapon, and how dare you, and this is terrible, horrible. And so I'm a minority stance, and I said, actually, I, I think it's a good thing. And I got into a very long conversation with uh, an individual who uh, does not see things the way I do, and I was berated. I mean, and I'm not playing, I'm not a victim in this at, at all. You signed up for it. But I'm a minority stance there, right? And and I and I voiced, you know, hey, here's here's why I believe this is important. This why why am I against abortion? Because I believe that the Bible teaches and science teaches that life begins at conception, and it's God's and, business, and it's God's business. That's, That's right. right. And so it's no longer your body; it's someone else's. That's body. absolutely right. Um, and so life matters, and and. Uh, so anyway, uh, I took that minority stance just about 48 hours, and I've been engaged in a, in a good conversation. But in that, there are some people that ch- chimed in, as Facebook often does. And while the conversation, for the most part, was pretty civil between me and the, the, the primary person I was speaking with, there were uh, the, the peanut gallery started to ch- <laughs> chirp a little bit. And, uh, you know, well, you're just a bigot, and you're just hateful, and all that, you know, which, uh, if you know me, spot on. That's me. Uh, but... Uh, you know, uh, you know, but here's the thing. I, I'm fairly okay with some people. People are going to think, Larry, that you're a bigot because right. you don't stand up for women's right to choose. Yeah. And by and, and large, and, nobody's going to change anybody else's opinion on Facebook. Not that we shouldn't say the truth yeah. on Facebook, which I have in the past when I was on there. But I think most of the change in a person's life is going to come when there's been a major life event that's causing a huge stress on their life, death, divorce, yeah. 
major change of some sort, you know, trouble in their life. I'm still convinced that given the opportunity and speaking with someone, whether it's face-to-face or via Facebook, I'm still convinced that it's not useless to just engage and explain Well, you're planting why, seeds. Right. And that's Planting good. seeds. I, I'm not expecting like this individual. I don't think anything besides for the Lord's intervention will change her mm-hmm. heart on this right. matter. Um, and that's all but it I've ever is, But I've got to be faithful right? to, to, to plant those seeds to say, hey, there's another way to see this, right? There's mm-hmm. another way to see life. There's another way to see transgender issues. Yeah, there's... So that's, that's a huge one. There's always two sides to the story. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Sure. And they make it in today's society where there's only one side. Yeah, that's right. And if you don't agree with their one side, you're an absolute bit, yeah, yeah. you know, name it, and all that. Yeah. everything else. So. Yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, the idea of us being having a minority stance is going to, guys, it's going to become more and more of a minority. As, as even in our foundations class, we were just uh, uh, in on Sunday afternoons, we're doing this foundations class. And one of the things that came up was, you know, they said, well, a lot of people say that they're Christians, but they fall on every side of every issue. And so what is a Christian? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there are some Christians who say, well, it's okay to, you know, yeah. we support the woman's right to choose when it comes to abortion, and it's not, you know, killing a baby and all that. And then others say, well, no, that is murder, and it's killing a, a child. And so, and but both claim Christ. So the question is then, well, what's a Christian? If both say they're Christians, well, what is a Christian? That might be a conversation for another day, but it's important to point out um, that as the, our world becomes more and more progressive and post-Christian, defining Christianity is going to be much tougher. And that's why we need biblical man, men to step up and to stand firm and, and to hold ground in some ways. And say, you know, there's still another way to think, guys. Yeah. You don't have to, you know, it's kind of like Ahab and um, King Ahab in the north and uh, and Elijah. And, and and the world's falling to pieces, right? The kingdom's falling to pieces. And the Lord sent Elijah with a message of, you know, hey, you got to turn and do things a different way. And everyone, the whole culture said, eh, no, you know, don't listen to him. You know, he's a, he's a madman. He's he nuts. <laughs> You know, you know, like he's he's the only one. You know, they were too. Yeah, busy. you know, after Ahab had all the prophets of, or Baal, you know, or I'm sorry, uh, and Elijah did the fire from yeah, heaven and stuff, yeah. and he ran off to the cave. Right? He's like, yeah. God, I'm the only one. Yeah, yeah. And God's like, No, no, you're not. No, you're not. You're, you're, you're not the only you're, one. You're not. But and we're not out like there. We're not alone. That's right. That's, right. That's a good it, point. It's like. I've got all these enemies. I got all these enemies, and they're all against me, and they're out to kill me. But and I'm the only one left. Yeah. They're not our enemies. They're enemies of God. They are, they are enemies of God. They're not our enemies. Like, here's the thing. And, guys, even in Christianity, we've got to understand that we can have differences of opinion. We can, have, we can believe different things. But if I start seeing it as a us versus them, we're probably going to mess up. Mm-hmm. I need to see the people who disagree with me uh, not as my enemies, but actively working against the Lord. That's right. And my heart should hurt for them. That's right. Right? Uh, what does the last part of verse 16 say, or 14 say? That all you do be done in love. Be done in love. That's right. That's a big deal. And we'll talk more about that one here in a couple of weeks as well. Uh, you know, there's a lot of areas where we need to take a minority uh, stance uh, when it comes to social justice issues in our world today, the critical race theory, uh, the um, um, uh, intersectionality when it comes to the hierarchy of 
positions of power and all that. And if you don't know what I'm saying about that, then well, you're probably not paying attention to our world today, right? But but the more check marks you 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 can check off uh, gives you more authority in our world today. We've got to speak out against that. Uh, we've got to speak out against uh, against issues of sexuality. Sex mm-hmm. is a is a thing given to us by God, with the intention of it being between a man and a woman and a covenant uh, relationship that the Bible is always called a marriage. And we need to speak boldly about that. Uh, men, biblical men, are not chasing tail. We're not cheating on our wives. Mm-hmm. We're not looking at porn. We're not, you know. And we're raising our kids up in the Lord. Yeah. And with biblical values. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think the devil. Well, I know the devil has twisted each one of those things, and his job is always to twist, always to turn, always to make it. Well, they it could be like this. Though. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did God really say, say not to, yeah. eat, you know, yeah. and, and it's always that interjecting some bit of doubt in your mind yeah. that this is the right way. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, Winston Churchill, he said, uh, at one point it's quoted, he said, uh, you've got enemies. Good. That means you've stood up for something at some point in your life. That's right. And I think, I don't know if, I don't know Winston Churchill's, uh, relationship with the Lord, but that's a good, uh, that's a good thing. He was an interesting character. He really right? was. He really was. Um, you've got enemies. Good. That means you've stood up for something. I've read his biography. He be, was a be tough weary, old yeah. or, or theory when all speak kind of you, right? <laughs> yes. Again, yes. it's not, it, it comes down to the posture of our hearts. We should not be antagonists. We should not be, um, hateful in, in what we do, but w- we need men to take a minority stance on many topics in our world, whether it comes to marriage, family, parenting, sexuality, uh, race, social justice. And, and you know, you notice, you, if you notice all of those, all those topics involve the family. Yeah. Oh, you get yeah. that? That's Satan's greatest, yeah. it, his, it, his desire of all things, is to destroy the image of God's family. That's it. And every one of these issues are born oh, yeah. in the family. Without a doubt, the, yeah. the most critical area where our culture is, 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 is failing is failing is, is the family. Is the family and specifically in that family, the father, father. the man, That's right. the, the father, is, the man. You know, if we could give a bottom line to this conversation, I would say that we needed to choose now. Yeah. To take a minority stance before the big event comes. Yeah. Because it's coming. Choose yeah. now what we, you're going to do when you hit that rocky road. Because it's cumulative, right? It Choose is. now on the little things so that when the big thing comes, you've got your spiritual muscles in shape. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's good. That's good. That's a good word, Joe. Thank you, That's sir. That's a good word, Joe. <laughs> Guys, any other thoughts before we conclude this session of the Bold Man Podcast? Bold Men Podcast. I've enjoyed it, John. It's, it's always fun. It's always good. Listener, thanks for listening today. Be sure to subscribe, uh, like, and share this with a, with another man that needs to hear uh, about biblical manhood. And we're going to join. Uh, we're going to come back in two weeks, and we'll talk about uh, men are not lone wolves. In the wild, a lone wolf gets eaten alive, right? Uh, men are called to be in community, and we're going to talk about what it means to be in, in a in a biblical manly community what's that mean what's it look like to have uh biblical uh male friendships what's that look like so we'll talk about that more next time it'll be a lot of fun uh thanks for listening we'll talk to you in two weeks see ya adios adios